host Delaney and it's Katie and this is Classically Black Podcast where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession with trap beats playing in the background hello not hello <laughs> we're gonna petition uh, Medea goes to a concert um, I remember the first time we talked about the Medea goes to orchestra concert I will pay Period. money for that not to happen. Why? Actually, that might be kind of. It won't be done well, but <coughs> maybe they'll. Maybe he'll. He'll. Team I mean, up. a lot I of mean, Medea movies are not done well. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard mean, the last one wasn't. The homecoming one. Yeah. I did, I could I told you I couldn't get through it. I got like twenty minutes in. I'm mean, at this point. Yeah. He has an audience though. So yeah. he he writes for that audience. I mean, I feel like knowing Tyler Perry and like at least if he did Medea goes to orchestra concert, he gonna use gateways. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not gonna be like he just gonna use like the Atlanta Symphony. So at least you know it'll be black. Here for it, okay. Classically black executive producers, and he freaking uh, um, and all the instruments gonna be pronounced wrong and working on top of the timpani which i would support so um <laughs> i could just hear him cheller cheller <laughs> yeah actually let me write tyler perry i'm a dm because low-key hold on right and freaking now what's a viola? Well, I ain't heard that viola. viola. <laughs> and smoking in the in the concert hall. Yeah, I could get behind that. And, and oh, you know the the canon part of eighteen twelve. Why was I gonna say <laughs> Delaney? No, Delaney. You know she keep a pistol in her purse. The lady when the cannons go off and she shoot up in the in the in the ceiling because she thought. <laughs> yup. No, that's crazy. I'm telling you, it low. No, that could go. Could be interesting. That will be that. No, that will be really good, actually. <laughs> no, I'm here for it. Yeah, actually, the more, I, yeah, the more we talk about it, I don't know what the storyline will be, and we got to figure out like what would the Jesus moment be, as well. I mean, do we really though? Because what I heard about acrimony. I mean, that's true. I want to watch acrimony. Let me know. Because Crystal also like sometimes people be dramatic. Like people have said they hate Crystal, but Crystal's a person that I, I would take her word for it. But the way that she talks down about acrimony, it's like Crystal, it can't be that bad. Even though his last movie was really bad, the Madea goes to Beyonce. I don't forgot what it's called. Um, but yeah, shout out. You know what? That needs to happen. I'm here for it. Period. The girls online would foam at the mouth. They saw their precious concert halls. I mean, we ain't got to go to your concert hall. He probably owns one on that lot he got. So, you need that part. You so. needn't worry. Your peasant dollars. He probably can build one on lot 19. I'm here for it. Let's, we, we can, we'll, we'll connect. We got right. you, Ty. We gotta go through and edit out all that stuff we said about him in the past. So he ain't gonna go back and listen. Someone will find it. I mean, we ain't said nothing that bad. We've we've acknowledged that Tyler Perry has a range. 
I've also acknowledged that his movie wasn't for me. I tried watching it because I used to like I used to like um, Tyler Perry stuff. I was also a child, and it, and it was all. So, hmm. but I no, I remember talking about this a couple episodes ago. I used to like be killed over laughing about Tyler Perry. The thing is, like with the growth of the internet and stuff like that, I just don't find it funny when men dress up like women. I just think it's tired, it's played out, and it's lazy to me. Like I just I mean, I guess like I'll leave Tyler alone because it's like he's been doing that character for so long, but it's just like literally men throwing on their mother's wig. Like, put your mama wig back. It's just so that's why I look he like not Carlson Banks. I used to love him because I thought he used to do these church skits and they used to be funny. But then his wig started getting better, and I was like, "This is not for me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the me. only one like it's like the caricatures of black women, and it's like, okay, girl, like we get it. The only one that is funny still is Hey Tony TV. I don't know the um. Huh? I don't know who that is. That um, I just learned his name because I'm like I need to learn his name so I actually could. no the dude who be dressing up as as the school principal. Oh, <laughs> nah, he funny. Nah, he's funny. <laughs> the mm-hmm. no, he's funny. Nah, he funny. He's I guess funny. it's like a double standard because like some of them I like because it's not the it's not it's the school principal though it's not just like oh i'm a black lady i got these big old titties and i'm you know yeah yeah, like just being ghetto and and it's just like like people are ghetto and that's fine like i don't think that people need to be made fun of because they talk a certain way or they like they from a certain place or like whatever like i don't think that that using that like culture is as a punchline is mm-hmm. is funny to me like i think i feel like it's punching down to the type of black people that so many people already punch down on mm-hmm. and i so. will say like not carlton banks like i feel like i saw something on his tiktok that i unfollowed him i, I forgot what it was because it kind of like i was like all right but when he first started out he was funny because like his his bio says like the funniest things be in church which is true like the funniest things be happening in church and when he would act out like the different stuff like different shady characters like kids like what kids be doing and stuff like that like that was funny to me but then like you know he he has to keep evolving his content like you can't keep doing the same stuff over and over again he been out for a minute i don't think no he didn't go to my church kevin kevin on stage went to they got him for my one of my pastor's anniversaries or birthday something a couple years back but um i don't know this is tired of me so but i'll leave tyler alone because medea been around since the 90s literally the 90s um but like in general that just it just played out to me put your mama wig back on the stand before she come home (laughs) from work and see you with it well let us know if if anybody you know if y'all want to start a GoFundMe, we can see what's going on and we could you know classically black cameo. Oh, this is another thing I want to say in case one of y'all knows somebody who knows somebody who mama cousin knows somebody that could make this happen. I think I don't so I don't really watch award shows. I think I find I think they're very boring, with the exception of of course <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Um, but I didn't realize that they actually i think i knew this maybe once before but i i thought they were paring down 
award shows i don't know i guess they, they were peering down the oscars they stopped announcing certain things so like they didn't announce like best film score and stuff at the oscars i don't know why i transferred that to grammys so i didn't know that they was actually announcing the classical grammys like i didn't know i don't know what the setup is for that like people like it's a red carpet and everything like they be going and can i say jennifer cole's dress was absolutely gorgeous like i i saw that she somebody posted on twitter it was so so pretty but apparently there was a comedian there and they made of course like a oscars joke which we begged y'all not to make because that like there was no chance they were going to be funny but i'm like how do we get classically black to host the classical grammys girl that would be a mess they ain't gonna ask us they're gonna ask some <laughs> square right uh two set violin definitely going oh right they, they, they gonna do. ask two set violin to do it yeah they ask uh, like i'm listen i believe in us i would love to do something like that that would be so cool so fun so different yeah. and fresh but the way classical music is the farthest the furthest to the left they finna go is two set violin yeah who who are not funny but so, actually maybe not because their age demographic is very very young and i don't think anybody who who well no because hillary Hahn be, be booed up with them so i think oh, some people real? do yeah she's done a couple like things with them and that's cute and ray chen has as well so yeah there are some people who 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 would be eligible for grammys who would who would enjoy i suppose them being there i was gonna say like i think oh well maybe not because of that but i, I forgot they have had some collaborations with some other with some adults they have a huge reach like oh yeah they have stands it's yeah. insane we be talking we be talking like three people like you want to know <laughs> <laughs> i'm playing but if somebody people who'd be texting me when they disagree with me if somebody friend of a friend of a friend if your mima's uh cousin's dog's owner uh which is just your mima's cousin what's going on <laughs> <laughs> your mima's cousin's dog's owner so it just went right back <laughs> um anyway miracles do happen i'm just Listen, putting it out there it. shoot put it on a bt actually don't do that well that'll be fun i'm just saying miracles happen they do and if y'all ever want to do if anybody's ever looking to produce one of those classical popular it's usually rap but um crossover videos like they did with meg and that school and that cornball that they had her with because like why would you do that you should put someone even if it wasn't us there's so many other yeah it didn't even have to be us it would have been i mean it would have been, been fun like it would have been lit first of all lit, meg but. hey girl <laughs> <laughs> like that would have been so fun especially if it was cardi i might have i wouldn't have fell out like i feel like have i met a famous person before i wouldn't have fell out but i would have loved Cardi looks fun. Like Cardi, one of them people. Especially, she has her her, her show. Cardi Trot. That's what I'm saying. Like we gotta figure out some way. I gotta I meet somebody. It. Like Cardi, like I, let's teach Cardi how to. I wouldn't want to teach her to play an instrument because the nails, girl. I mean, she said she do press songs, so maybe that one day you're not gonna have your press songs on. But either like teach her a concept or something like a put me on type. Not put me on. What's the other one we do? Oh. oh yeah it's not high art but it's also it's also cardi try so she gotta try something we gotta do something that's like approachable. Yeah, it could be conducting it could be conducting something be conducting percussion i feel like cardi would like that mm. i remember my little timpani lessons 
Tipping is hard. When they copyright, gotta, copyright, copyright. Don't nobody right, steal this. Don't steal this. <laughs> uh, Tiffany, like when you gotta change when they be when they be changing and tuning in the middle of thing. Yeah. How y'all do that? I mean, I saw it. Like you gotta, you gotta like twist something. I forgot. It's I took percussion methods in like 2013, <laughs> but you know it would be cute. Like mm-hmm. even if it is like. Cause I feel like there might have been an instrument or something that Cardi tries, and like we don't know, Cardi she could have some sort of she she might be able to play piano or something like that. It could just be like a Cardi tries orchestra or something where she just in the orchestra, like we could right, I don't know could set her music. Up. or yeah or tries orchestra class and we put her in the class with your kids. <laughs> right. Oh my God, I want to see Cardi in a Suzuki group class. That's what I want to <laughs> see. That would be freaking cute. But y'all don't want to, y'all want to, I don't care. That was such a wasted opportunity with Meg. Because the energy, like, you could have asked, like, what's her name? Izima? You could have asked her. Like, that would have been a good person to do it with. Someone who don't be, you know, or, um, there's so many classical music influencers who aren't dense. Yeah, it, they just want as much juxtaposition as they could get. Y'all found the squariest of the squares. <laughs> Y'all might as well went to the deep blue and got SpongeBob. Like, like um, yeah. And if you if you don't know what we're talking about, you're not missing much. So, I, don't, so. I don't even know if I watched the whole thing. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, because it was just like one of those typical classical. But it's so different. Like, yeah, and it's just, it just didn't help the narrative at all. It does not. It makes it so much worse. Y'all found like it's literally just regular, regular people over here playing classical music, and y'all find the one person who has never listened to anything other than Beethoven or Mozart. Right. Every time and he, like every time he uh the TV commercials come on, he mute his TV. Yeah. He holds his ears in the elevator. Never heard anything else. Exactly. <laughs> Don't know what an Instagram story is no, like. Can't just, sully his his ears. Right, writes with a quill. Like. Right, <laughs> you find the weirdest. Like, classical musicians are regular people. Like, but and, and yeah, and I, and I was gonna say. I mean, of course, if you got somebody who's in the middle of the spectrum, it might not have been as interesting. So, like, like I said, they wanted to juxtapose. But if you were to got somebody like us who was very much, yeah, like we her. could get, we could get ratchet with Meg, like, right? It would still be, be interesting. It would have been fun. Like, it would have been. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we need an agent. We got no reason to have one though. So, yeah, let's say what we finna do. <laughs> what we finna do? Agent for uh, what? I just wish we had. I just wish we had more hours in the day so I could. We could pour into classical black but you know time alas we will hop a little long right because monday come around every week and the fact that we put out yeah the fact that we put out um okay don't give me no idea and i also have this other idea i want to talk to you about and i really i feel like it's within reach and profitable so (laughs) Girl. I feel like and because I feel like I know that we don't want to be we're literally just having a conversation at this point I don't want to talk to last to the show <laughs> girl you over here you, you be in business meetings <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, we stop caring at this point we don't even edit this stuff out no more we're like girl in there because girl like I feel like that's part of the appeal especially like 
it's part of the and we've heard people say that it's part of the appeal you feel like you're just like in conversation with us like you're just in the it's room it's gotten worse but you know it, it has gone pretty bad but you know there was that one stretch of episodes where it was really bad mm-hmm. so we, we, we've come off of that this is the last thing I'm gonna say cause I know that sometimes like everybody knows classic bug is not the only thing that either me neither me nor Katie does so sometimes you know it's like girl we just gotta get an episode out so we haven't had time to do a lot of like you know auxiliary things but this thing i'm telling you it would be very very cool and you have to remind me when we start recording and tell you what it is girl the way my brain be slushing around in my head of late maybe between our two brain cells we could get hey how long was i practicing today how long was my session today my session was from i can't even tell you am i okay my session was from two to eight with the hour break in between that how much practice did i get done in that time first of all why did i spend two hours on a quartet when i got an audition in three weeks well because i have that i have that rehearsal tomorrow all right boom all right so i spent two hours in that quartet low-key with time i took an hour break don't forget the 30 minutes where i just spent staring into the abyss and then the rest of that time i played i just been so like out of it lately like but you know what? Tomorrow's a new day. What well, Armin be saying? Onward or upward? What he be saying? He said onward. Onward every. <laughs> onward to where? Rest. Girl. <laughs> because it's just not giving. Like it's just not giving. But we, okay. So news this week. <laughs> um, I have two quick pieces of news from the same. It's kind of like a two in one. So. We've talked about um, briefly in the news, like probably definitely over a year ago at this point, the National um, Negro Opera House that was in Pittsburgh is in in Pittsburgh and it had been abandoned. And um, at one point, I remember we covered it, covered it like I'm a journalist. Yeah, okay. Um, But at one point we talked about the fact that they were trying to get landmark status so that it, you know, could could remain and um they could fix it up and stuff like that well um it's so far has gotten um two million dollars in um funding in 18 months um for its restoration um so it was previously the negro opera company um and it just received, um, in addition to that, it has just received more than $800,000 from um, former President George W. Bush. Oh, your friend. Girl, um, don't ever say that. <laughs> what? Are you okay? <laughs> what you mean? I thought you said you like him. I never said that. <laughs> I never said You are a menace. I have never said yes, that. You did. <laughs> not like, not like right, you like. Because what are we saying No, right but now? you said that, but then... <laughs> What are we saying, Delaney? Let me say no, no, no. Let me tell you what I said. Because, girl, what was that? Are you okay? I feel like you're not okay. You're not okay. Because where the, what the hell was that? I said, I think the little thing Michelle and old dude got going on is cute. Me and seven other, that 100,000 other people on Twitter said the same thing. So for well, yeah. you to open up your mouth as my quote-unquote friend. And not quote-unquote. In front of all these people and say that I like George W. Bush, 
and they didn't even clarify it with a junior or a senior is egregious it's dangerous i uh, know well jeff well i would have said george hw bush if it was a senior but, but that's not the point <laughs> and it's egregious and also if i had clarified dangerous it well, you didn't let me finish, girl. Because they and I you didn't said have to seven hundred thousand other people. Like I didn't, have I didn't to say you finish. was the only person that liked him. Of girl, course, I was the president. See, and look at that. You go again. I ain't say nothing okay. about liking him. But I know, I know. That's why I'm trying to say. Let me no, let me because clarify. you put a pause in there for a reason. Like, I no, because I thought you did say that you liked him. But I knew that that was the premise of you saying. I know you didn't like, like, oh, I like his policy. Like, I know it wasn't that. First of all, and also before I want to, I don't want to, because that's how okay. rumors get started. <laughs> I was, I was seven when that when that dude went off. I could not vote for him and would not. <laughs> Now you got you listen. No, I thought you was a particular eight. No, I'm just playing. You see, Delaney is violent. You are. You choose violence every time. That was so on call for my. I like George Bush. Are you okay? You're not. You're not okay. And it shows. And you over there gleeful while my name gets drawn through the mud. Oh and all my the, gosh, all the Katie. girls listening surely did run that little part back that you said that. <laughs> Girl, let's end now. We got twenty minutes. I'm gonna talk to you next oh, week. Oh my gosh! Anyway, imagine, imagine how you oh went. My gosh. Imagine now, because imagine how you went from we talking about this beautiful project in Pittsburgh to talking about him. Well, he donated eight hundred thousand dollars. Him and uh and his wife. Mm. They donated eight hundred thousand dollars. That's why. And you could just say you could have kept going. Well, because I didn't realize that it was him. I saw the foundation and then I didn't see his name. Mm. But um, it's from him and the Allegheny, sorry if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, Allegheny Foundation and the Burke Family Foundation. Um, so, mm. um, in the in December, <laughs> okay, but yeah, you didn't you didn't let me finish. I want to clarify that, like, no, I was not saying Katie likes George W. Bush. That's what I was equating it to, because mm-hmm. you said that with the whole Michelle Obama thing, and then we was like, but then, I just, I'm just saying, I don't mm-hmm. But y'all, she told me behind the scenes. No, I'm just playing. You see, talking about I like George W. Bush. <laughs> the war criminal? That's what I said when you said, nah, you <laughs> That's I, what I said, said when you said I when you said you thought it was cute. I, I was like Georgia, you versus the war criminal. I <laughs> and then Kika, said I said I said what did I say? The domestic terrorist and, and then Kika was like he's actually international. <laughs> <laughs> I said the little thing they had going on was cute. That's what I said. We believe you. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I I do not believe that you like George W. Bush. I misspoke. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, In December, um, the Allegheny Foundation awarded uh, $550,000. $550,000. Yeah, that's right. $550,000 to the project, part of which is going to go to a workforce development program to train and mentor contractors and tradesmen. That is the type of like, I love that because I feel like it's like, not only are they getting, they fixing up the opera house, Mm -hmm. but now you actually have people learning trades and actually to like, I feel like it's like, come on one, two, come on two and one, two birds, one stone, two period. 
Um, and the Pittsburgh-based uh, Burke Family Foundation also donated $250,000 to the restoration. So shout out to them. Um, and then um, on this, in the same vein, related to the restoration, um, in December, uh, the... Um, the Opera House had uh, announced that the Pittsburgh's uh, Historic Review Commission had approved their plans to stabilize and restore um, the building. And since then, they've been waiting on their official permits to arrive, um, which, of course, took a long time. But they just announced today, as we are recording this, um, that they have now um, received their stabilization permits and they can officially uh, began working on the building um so apparently this particular stage stabilization which i'm i can infer what that kind of means from stable making sure it's stable it's all it's an old building i don't know but um it's gonna take several months um but once it's physically secure that will be a really um significant step to actually fully restoring the building and maybe we can go see some operas hopefully they can restore it that's my worry because if it was laying there for years and years and years nobody was doing nothing to it i think it'd be fine i mean there's a picture of it here i mean i feel like yeah, there's a lot of old, really really old buildings i don't think there's anything it's gonna be a really expensive probably because of all like the decay and stuff i don't think i mean the only problem would be like structurally if they can't do anything with it mm. like, they find some big old crack or something but shit, like what? Because I'm like, you could pour a new foundation on stuff. I'm like, you could. I mean, I don't know. You know how some houses like they're beyond repair. Like a oh, lot of houses, man. like you just you gotta you gotta level. I used to watch Property Brothers a lot. So. Oh. My mama used to stay with HTV on. I don't know what the fix. Remember, you remember that wave? There was a wave of the obsession with HGTV and like House Hunters and mm, and what was the other one? It was a bunch Home of over something oh, when yeah. they moved the bus. Oh, I forgot about that move that bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a Property Brothers. There was like um the people who would compete. Like there was this one show where like they were either like remodel your house or they would or someone there would be a an interior designer that will remodel your current house and they will compete against the real estate agent who will find you a new house because it's like you got you got like three kids and like only two bedrooms so you're trying to sell your house but like it's your, your grandma house or something there's a reason why they want to keep the house or like mm-hmm. one of the one of the one of the couple wants to keep the house the other one's like girl we can leave so they compete to try to find like a house within a certain price range that's like their dream house versus like what if we make this work how can we make this work there was all type of good little cute little shows on hgtv um okay. i do like me on. a little oh but i do like me a little home makeover like, little situation it depends though like on what like i like me a little interior design situation so mm-hmm. there's all type of stuff and house hunters international no nah, that was the that was the move i used to watch so much TV. Anyway, <clears throat> moving forward as best as I can. Okay, um, sorry, extra. So, okay, so for this intermission, uh, I was having a conversation with um, I was having a conversation with um someone last week about um. Okay, so here's my theory. Right, we were kind of like low key. It was crazy, like how you alluded to this when we were like mindlessly chatting before this 
Um, but so you know how like you were saying with the basketball ba- basketball people, like how like a high school basketball player today would have outdone a basketball player like forty years ago in the NBA because people keep getting better, the level keeps raising. And we see the same thing in classical music, right? So I was wondering, like the everybody dropping their seasons. And I was thinking about it. I was like, are popular, I want to pose the questions to you and see if you agree or disagree and just give people something to think about. Do you think that popular soloists like Hilary Hahn, um, Itzhak, whatever, like that that caliber, that level, Janine Janssen, like that level, do you think mm-hmm. they are going to become obsolete? Now, let me let me let me clarify. Right. So the reason why, like, for example, like Yo-Yo Ma, Yo-Yo Ma was like, he was, he was like a child star. Like, oh my God, look at this girl. Like, to be a Zimmerman too, to be a Zimmerman, this is a recording of to be a Zimmerman, 12 years old, dusting the, like, that Stamets is like one of the cleanest recordings out there. She, she won, it was, it's a competition too. One of the cleanest recordings out there. She's 12, right? But it's like, okay, when people see like Hillary Hahn on a program, they gonna go see Hillary Hahn no matter what she playing did or not, right? But okay, so when Hillary Hahn retires and stuff like that, do you think there's going to be people that come along that will also draw crowds? Seeing as though people are becoming the level of playing keeps rising and rising and rising, why is there gonna be? I would you still go and see a soloist? When it's like when we were drawn to Yoyama because there was like no one who was playing like that. You're drawn to Hillary Haka who playing like that, right? It's like, but if the level keeps rising, who are these people finna be? You know what I'm saying? Like, will will this will this like superstar fan like superstar level of playing become eventually become obsolete as the level continues to rise? What do you think? I don't think so. I think the, I feel like the level continues to rise, like, generally. But I feel like a lot of the people, like, I don't know the details of, like, uh, you know, all the soloists, but a lot of them are prodigies. Mm-hmm. And I do think, like, levels considering continuing to rise amongst, like, just, like, the general like just generally musicians and like actual like prodigies is like we're kind of like they kind of in a different Hmm. situation Hmm. and i also feel like the reason why is because being a soloist and and to that caliber is not just about that like that is a it's not just about being good you know what i mean Like, that is, a, a, I feel like, something that seems, like, kind of a brutal, like, having to learn, you learn the three and four concertos, like, you, t- like, you torn and, and all that kind of stuff. Like, I feel like a lo- there's a lot of drop-off points mm-hmm. in classical music that have to do with playing alone, and then there are some that also have to do with just, like, pressure and, like, just, are you able to handle that environment? And that's even for orchestra. I can't even imagine like playing on a on a a world stage as a soloist Mm. like what that is so I feel like that's sort of I feel like it's it's a job for just a handful of people not a handful but like you were talking about like the the best of the best Mm -hmm. um and also I feel like as long as we're still having 
like competitions and stuff like that. I feel like it probably won't be also because even though like it's getting to the point where there are just so many good people in the competitions, I feel like those sorts of things give you they give you clout and so you're going to be mm-hmm. so it's not necessarily that all the soloists may be the best of the best and there's nobody that can at all touch them. There's probably gonna be people who are not soloists who are very close to them in in ability or maybe even the same excuse me but when i feel like there are other like aspects that might propel certain people into like quote-unquote stardom Mm -hmm. it's funny that you mentioned soloists because um marchin who is a violin professor at u of m he used to do a lot of competitions um and his he said he was talking about how his teacher would tell him like he his teacher had a very like go in and play your best because if and if you win great and if you don't okay because it's it's like at that level because like watching is like ridiculous at that level it's like you if you if you have an off day someone else is gonna win and if you have a great day and someone else has an off day you'll win um mm-hmm. i don't i can't speak to that because like i just can't play it but like <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm I'm sitting around waiting to have on day. Right. I'm gonna say I can't I can't speak to that. Like if I'm going into audition, I know I'm finna I already know if I'm finna advance or not. But for him, um for him it was like his teacher was always like just play because um so that's really interesting with that. I feel like I could go either way. I don't know. I feel like I, I, try, I try to think about like who are the stars today right like who are people selling out that Gabe dude the cello dude like he he got a whole career you know what I'm saying and that's like that's someone because like yeah that's someone who's like younger because he's younger than me that's someone who is drawing a lot of attention so I guess like I guess they won't but maybe it'll be like there'll be more soloists or something like that maybe yeah, that's what it would be I'm because I'm seeing like Cause like there are there are kind of a lot of soloists. There's just not a lot I would say that are like super widely known. Cause mm-hmm. like there's a lot of people yeah. that like I, I consider myself like you. I know you say you, you don't even be on that classical junk on on social media. Like I do follow I follow classical stuff. I've unfollowed some stuff in the recent because I just don't I don't need to be following everybody. But I feel like I know a good amount of people. But I still be seeing a bunch of people who I'm like what's that? Yeah. So I feel like there is a good amount of people but like you you said like you the people that or like i was referring to like the people that you named are kind of like on a different tier where yeah. there's like a couple big names there's Isaac perlman there's hillary honor joshua bell like you know and they Ray always Chen, get like it the, work like there's never gonna be a time when yeah. Rihanna's not working exactly there's never an off week unless she wants one exactly like and then there's like second you know second tier and stuff but i feel like we are probably gonna see some variation um in in that you know like because there's certain people like for example like we're also probably gonna see people get more like unique in what they 
like solos get a little bit more unique in what they're doing and you already see that like with who I was talking about Jennifer Cole like I don't I'm not familiar with the project but I heard that the project that she won a Grammy for was like she had commissioned all these composers and it was called Alone Together and I think it was like inspired by the pandemic and stuff mm-hmm. like that's you know that's something that's more like outside of the box considering what people usually be winning classical Grammys for mm-hmm. but um also somebody like Xavier Foley who plays a lot of his original compositions he's and so, like he's with someone who who he, who he gonna be playing with i saw him he's gonna be playing with some orchestra yeah he was, i forget is it atlanta no it was somewhere because i remember it was somewhere i want to say it was somewhere north but i can't remember because what's his name just sent me a, a video of him playing i'm like yeah i'll stay plugged in because i maintain there's nobody that sounds like xavier foley i think he I think he was he was meant to be a soloist because mm-hmm. there's nobody that sounds like that um and he has a very like unique voice and so I feel like um not to say that other people don't but like especially especially that um combination of like composer and soloist like he's just going off so like I feel like you might also see that mm-hmm. like more like different just different types of soloists because I feel, I feel like there's some people coming up because Sterling oh Sterling still ridiculous like yeah he's just very ridiculous he's very very good so and also you say like you say like different types of soloists i so as the landscape changes we're also i feel like we're gonna see this is one thing i I mentioned i was actually talking to march and estefan and i i'm wondering like as the landscape slowly changes like is there gonna be i mean but there's always gonna be like a sibelius there's always gonna be like we, we get it there's always gonna be that but it's like I feel like people like Artina are going to be working more because Artina's playing um, Artina's playing the Florence Price concerto in one movement with Memphis next season. And Artina's been playing that concerto everywhere for years now. And it's like, okay, people are going to start programming. I feel like people are going to start picking that over picking like a Rachmaninoff, which they should. Um so that's also going to be really interesting to see. And you said something else that I forgot that I wanted to. Oh, well, must not have been important. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I wonder if that last tier going to be gone. Unless people move, unless people like Gabriel, is his name Gabriel? Unless people like Gabriel and Sterling move into those tiers, which I feel like that's. I mean, Sterling about to be, he, he just posted his little, uh, his little schedule or whatever for like the spring or the summer. He about to be in Berlin. He about to be yeah, like, he already kind of there. And also what's, what's, um, Sheku. Oh yeah. And his sister, they were at the proms. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, people are moving into those spaces. This is what I was going to say. Okay. So when we talk about also like the different types of soloists, I feel like this is what kind of supports my argument about like everyone's everyone's good now. Our soloists when we played Sibelius back in October or whatever was um concertmaster of New York Phil. Mm-hmm. So it's like no no T like it obviously was amazing. He was great, but it's just like why are you soloing with why are you so you're not a soloist right? Like you are you are a concertmaster, you know, and this is like. Unless that happened, someone can correct me. Like, unless it's happened pre-COVID. Because now it's like, yo, throw me a couple bands. I can play, play Sibelius. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I thought it was, I thought it was cool, you know, for him, for him to be there and everything, of course. Like, I wouldn't say that. But it's like, he's not, 
like he, he, he's not a soloist and like do concert masters be soloing like that some especially with their own orchestras i've heard a lot of people do that oh, i didn't know that like because we just did a trombone concerto here principal trombone played it a uh, principal trumpet just did a trumpet concerto in the la field like i've, I've heard of people I'm lying doing that because, uh what's his what's do here is playing hummel in a couple weeks so let me mm-hmm. get, the i hear about that yeah i did <laughs> the bassoon concerto huh the bassoon concerto no the trumpet oh. i like so that that bassoon concerto go up like it, it go up I don't, I don't wait that's is it my piece of the week? Uh, there it go. Okay. Spoiler alert. <laughs> okay. Um, um, the was about to say, but for that, I will say, like, but yeah, I don't know about necessarily people soloing with other well, orchestras. That's what I'm saying. That's my next thing. Soloing with other orchestras, though, like you are leaving yours to go solo with someone else. I will say that that go. I feel like that reminds me of a couple things. One, like, okay, so one, like people might just be i don't know doing trying different hats i don't know like you said i I also don't know whether this was a pre-pandemic thing too like i think there's a like since we all learn solo music like you kind of learn to do that but there's a difference between soloing and like being a soloist as a career and Mm -hmm. i can understand like when i was talking about how there are other aspects to it after besides like being able to play well well enough to do that um because like obviously the principal the, the the concert master of the new york field is able to play well he, he played a violin like you know but i feel like there may be other aspects of a of a solo career that may not be what they want to do or what they can accommodate you know what mm-hmm. i mean like there, i feel like there are other reasons why someone may like they may be have all the skills to solo they may have the desire to do it sometimes but there are other factors so i can i can see why um someone would do something like that because i feel like the life of a soloist is a lot of he may want to play um symphonies in rotation in different seasons like a like anybody else assisting the orchestra rather than learning four concertos and going on tour you know So like I feel like I can I can see why somebody would would want to do a little part time like oh okay let me let me get a little solo in right here you know, but also good for you because you know those are so different styles of playing you got to be like it's a different type of on I mean maybe it's similar for him because like you're a concert master but yeah because he probably be playing solos and stuff so yeah. I could see that but like even the solos the solos that you play in a part versus what you play like are so different too and it's just like it's a different type of on you gotta be as a soloist yeah. it's different but i mean we all i feel like we all play solo music like and i feel like we all play solo music within our thing so like just like how if say you won a concerto competition at eastman like you was playing like that's different from what you may spend a majority of your time doing but it's within your thing and of course like soloing with the memphis symphony is not the same as soloing with Eastman Philharmonia but since he's within that realm of professional orchestras that might mm-hmm. just be his circle of thing like just mm-hmm. as nerve-wracking as it would be for me to play on the Eastman thing it might be just like equal for him to play for for Memphis yeah he probably also have a different comfort because like when I think about like when I think about how I play when I think about how I play and prepare Bartok versus how 
I prepared Walton to do like the concerto competition. It's just like to me, it's different types of playing. Mm-hmm. So like the way I feel like for me, I think that would be hard to turn on and off, or not hard, but like not hard to turn on and off. But like you, it would have to be turned on on and off for me because this is like obviously like an audition you play you play your concerto as a soloist they want to hear you play they want to hear the range of your playing da, da, da. but like when you play at, with a soloist as, a, as an or with the orchestra and it's go from like playing in an orchestra to now as a concert master to now playing on stage like i mean he did a, he was fine obviously he's like one of the best violins in the country it was yeah, great it's almost like if anybody could do it <laughs> but it's all, just, yeah but that's it's like the person it's just different playing <laughs> Just different types of playing, but I mean, you have fun. Do but good. if you was the the concert master at New York Phil and you can do different types of playing, I'll be looking at you sideways. So that is true. So like, I feel like that. Like, it, like I I totally agree. Like, so when it's, it's just a whole different situation. But like, if anybody was gonna be versatile enough to do it, yeah, I mean, it would have to be him. Like you <laughs> have to be. And I'll do the L.A. Phil stand up, play your um what. Don't be messy. Okay. Who was telling me? Someone was telling me. I just feel like I mean, I, that's a little controversial. I ain't gonna say too much. I'm I'm only played in, in a couple of orchestras, so I ain't gonna act like I know stuff. I'm just saying, like there was. I remember Doctor Blog. That's my uh, conducting teacher from undergrad. When he was like, if you ask like any, if you ask any violinist in the CSO to stand up and play. Sibelius or whatever they could do it cool I agree I just feel like that yeah never mind <laughs> oh no that's not even what I was talking about but no I know what I know what oh, you're yeah, talking about you know about. what I'm talking about <laughs> I know okay. what you're talking yeah. about and that's messy anyway ready to get out of here Loki <laughs> oh if I said that's the only question I'm talking that Loki you could have uh, gathered up your questions and had the topic yeah that could have been a topic but i w- it was on my mind i'd be proposing <clears throat> i wasn't thinking about it because i've been thinking about it for a little minute too i thought i would finally use it because i was like i wonder but also class, well, the, the the thing that it affords classical music because classical music is so rigid and resistant to change that like they're gonna people pe- when hillary Hahn and janine and yoya mother retire there are going to be people who who just slip into those spots so yeah, there's people coming up right now, I feel like. And a lot of them are, are, are a long way from retiring. So Yeah. Like Especially like in Europe, like you look at you look at Janine's schedule, she always playing. Mm-hmm. Usual Wong always playing. Hillary is all late right now as we speak. Mm-hmm. You should hear right now, I think. Or she just she just played. I wonder how much they get paid per concert. See, hmm? they they. I've heard at ballpark. It's like fifty. I can tell. You, I can tell you offer. Oh, you got you got you got a real number. Okay. A real number that was actually paid to one of the people that we named here too. Okay. So <laughs> I heard I heard rumors. Not rumors. Like I was talking to. I was talking to somebody who had a, who. I don't want to say this because I, I, didn't, I didn't hear classified information it wasn't classified but they were saying that like they heard that it was like around 50k that was like the that was like joshua bell's thing or something at eastman or something i, I don't know but i'm like i'm you got the wrong people because the right no actually you got the right people being so because if i played that well 
and I was in a 50k concert, I would play three concerts a year, and you wouldn't hear from me. And I'll play three more. Maybe if I want to buy me a little something, I pay ten that year just to like fill yeah, my. Especially if you different country, you could do the same concerto at multiple different yeah, orchestras, and that's what they do. Get all the big ones. They learn exactly they learn so like two or three, and then they take they ride it till the wheels fall off. So why do three concerts? You could play Sibelius ten times. That's true, or more than that, low key, because if you playing it in, in Europe too. Yeah, like, okay, say you got 50k for one week of playing, like rehearsal and then two concerts or three concerts. Okay, boom. My girl plays six weeks, plays six weeks, plays ten weeks, plays six months of concerts. Where the concerts take the rest of the year off. Girl, you want to hear from me? Instagram, what? You can see that's why they got the right people. Because, like, the way I love slackness, like, no, you would, I would play, you would not see me. I'll play my. January to April was my schedule. I was about to say you could do seasons. Like what's the name said, friend? Like work seasons. Who said that, friend? Yeah. The way, but they, they friend, the friend zone and and the read, they've getting getting a little comfortable. I did not expect this from the read though. Well, I didn't expect it from either one of them. They they keep stuff close, but when they be slipping some of them numbers out. I'd be like, y'all are living large. Why do y'all give us episodes every week? See, and that's why y'all have good hearts. You have good hearts and you love what you do. And I'm not saying I don't love Classically Black, but I'm just saying, like, when y'all be throwing around these seven-figure contracts on accident, it slips out. Yeah. When you said you, I mean, I'm... Huh? No, keep going. When she said she accidentally, like, quick paid Asante $100,000 or whatever ridiculous, you accidentally didn't notice it was gone from your account? Girl, if I accidentally pay you $10, I'm like, girl, you saw... I, I, I look at the receipt and, uh... I mean, you could keep it. You can just got me next time, or what we gonna do? Oh, <laughs> yeah, we just not talking about this because I'm about to be, I'm about to be in an existential crisis after we get off of this. I can't believe this. I can't believe I'm not rich. I just feel- <laughs> <laughs> like I want to get this house. It's fourteen point eight million dollars. Like girl, I don't mean? have it. Like <laughs> girl, and this is a little. I follow this uh, nanny on TikTok. And she kind of went viral because she was like, she nannies this little black girl, and she's like, a day in my life as a nanny in New York City. Miss Mama is like the coolest little girl in the world. Her freaking bedroom overlooks Central Park, and she she's like, Zuri's a Zuri's a great pianist. She be practicing her piano, and it's like Zuri had a long day today. She's going off to fencing, and uh, it's just like the little girl is rich, and it's just like I love my mom. Like she's she's lit. Shout out to Ina. But it's like, yo, you. She's born rich. She was born rich. You have, a, you have, a, you have, you have like a nanny that comes to you every day. Your bedroom overlooks Central Park. Money's not an object for like. I just every time I pretend like money's not an object, my account goes in the negative. So it's like we have to like have some balance. Man, I will say it. Although I am glad I wasn't born rich, I would like to be rich now. I mean, I could have, I could have done with a little. I could have done a little born rich. I could have done a little. I mean, like obviously, I wouldn't complain if I was. <laughs> but I am glad because I feel like I would be a completely different person if I if oh, yeah. I wasn't if I was born rich and rich people are it's kind of insufferable. So especially since I'm naturally lazy, like I. <laughs> Yeah, like, I'll, I'll be very dumb, actually. Like, I feel like I will be, like, I, I feel like a lot of people are, like, obviously it's not inherent, but, like, 
if I were to get rich at this point in my life, y'all would not hear from me because there, I'm telling you, there is something that happens in the brain when you get money that makes you say stupid shit. And no, it's true. I, because a lot of people, they put like, oh, well, the journey, that's when that's all that inspirational stuff starts coming out. Because I'm telling you, people, even the people who got it out the mud will think like, oh, well, I got it out the mud, like I got here or whatever. And so I know I can relate to you, but I'm telling you, the human memory is notoriously unreliable. You don't have to believe me. You can look it up. It is science. Okay, our memories are unreliable, and I feel like a lot of people who have gone from poverty to being extremely rich start spouting out all that they forget how poverty is designed to keep you in it, and they start. So I'm like, if I'm glad I wasn't born rich, so I didn't have to, so I wouldn't be like a different person. And if I were to get rich now, I would just shut up because I already know I'm 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 human, so I'm not immune to whatever the stupid gene is that people get <laughs> once they start hitting the millions. Like so Cardi got on Instagram and was, I mean, do what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, period. Do what you want to do. Well, when Cardi got on Twitter, I mean, she was like, which one? It was like this breaking or that break. I'm like, babe, it's April 2020. Girls, the girls are dropping dead in the streets. It's not the time. <laughs> it's not the time. People are wondering how they gonna pay their rent. It's not the time. It's not the time. Yeah. And they all like that. They low key all. I mean, I feel like Fran low key has stayed consistent, and Fran grew up poor, and Fran is making like signing six figure deals for for all of her stuff. Like she just did a campaign with Meta, um, back in November. Um, Fran is rich. She moved to she moved to freaking Portland with her man and just be doing rich people stuff. But I feel like she's still down to earth from what I've. Cause you can hear the change. You can hear, um. I mean, girl, you ain't gotta worry about me because you wanna hear from me. If you don't ever hear from uh, Katie again, you be like, oh, she must have got money. <laughs> Cause I don't see like what I will be doing on Instagram, telling you about it. I don't get it. The wrong people be rich. The wrong and be tapped out when Kim, when Kim was crying about them diamond earrings in the, in the ocean. And even her sister was like, Kim, people are dying. Like, even her sister, who was also very tapped out, was able to be like... Prime example, why would we be born rich? Oh, sis, talking about, nobody wants to work, get your ass up and work. Oh, Girl. See, yeah, I forgot about that. Like, people, like, they have no, like, like just, it's crazy to me. And also thinking that you like, work to get to where you are is hilarious to me. Like, girl, born, like, come on, bro. I'm sorry. And it's like, even if you feel like, oh, I did such a, you did that from a, from a starting line that was miles ahead of oh, everybody else. Girl, galaxies. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, Father God. Uh, anyway. All right. Let's move on. Because I'm about to be in a fetal position after this. All right. Thinking about bills. So. Anyway, the I guess I'm. Oh, I thought you were gonna do it. Oh well, I didn't. I mean, I guess I kind of read it. Whatever. All right, y'all. It's time for the topic of the episode. So, if you've been online in this past week, you probably have seen this letter um, circulating. 
online um, in reference to the chamber music, the organization Chamber Music America. Basically, um, it was an, a whistleblower letter um, of a former employee of the former director of grant programs who basically released this letter um, airing some grievances about um, some misconduct from the leadership of the organization, specifically to do with racial discrimination um, and a number of other things. So the general uh, the general background of the letter is that this person who was the director of grant programs um, said that the organization had been taking money um, specifically like uh, entrance fees, like application fees. Oh, there was application fees. Sorry, that's a reference to what we were talking about before this. Mm-hmm. Um, $125, uh, $125 to apply for grants, which girl, if I had $125, I wouldn't be applying for this grant. Like, come on. Well, okay. <laughs> um, to apply for grants um, at Chamber Music America, um, but there was some very deliberate discrimination in who was receiving those grants. Apparently, there was a there was another employee there who explicitly stated um, that they did not want to give grants to certain people because of their race. Um, and when the whistleblower brought this up um, to um, to the CEO, apparently these um, concerns were ignored and brushed aside, and um, eventually um, the whistleblower was even offered a hundred thousand dollars in exchange for not saying anything about this entire situation, um, and was also offered uh, to dedicate a grant in uh, their name as another sort of bribe, um, and basically have being reprimanded at work um under the i don't even know like under the what what do you call that i don't know what i'm trying to say i'm trying to say like um at the under the premise of like you wrong for this but they not wrong like mm. they're literally trying to right. um point out misconduct from another employee and they're being punished for that and trying or or trying to be bought um for saying this so instead of doing that they released um a letter which of course i'll link in the description if you have not already seen it um and they've also um detailed some other things um including um some questionable practices around um some grants that they had during the pandemic for artists who were struggling mm-hmm. um specifically having them uh, pay membership fees to even be able to apply for grants during the pandemic having them um recount um their financial situations on multiple occasions um for for some grants which um the the letter argues um has been humiliating for uh for artists and okay now people are screaming on my street i'm telling you my street is the uh, the designated street to scream on like i'm people probably think i'm kidding i'm not kidding um so sorry if, if any of that makes into the recording i don't think so though um but yeah that's the overview of the letter so you read it you said you read it when it first came out what did you think Cause I saw the girls tussling about it, you know. And some, you know, sometimes uh, some high school music stuff slips to my um 
Clark literally follow class musicians. That's why. But I was like, you know, I, I'm messy. So I was like, oh, we got some tea. Um, But it just reminded me of like um, the other letter that we were doing. We talked about. I don't remember from what organization or what it was about. That was months ago. But um, no. It wasn't. It wasn't. It's from Long Beach Opera, and it was like I that was like two or three weeks ago. No, oh, it was? no, it wasn't. Had to have been Delaney. No, it wasn't. I think so. Sorry, now I'm being nosy. I'm like, what the hell? Because I heard, <laughs> yeah. Girl, you better dub some case. Um, I'm like the right outside. Sorry, I'm 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 messing with my volume because I'm trying. I don't want any of that to be picked up. So I'm like trying to like I'm muting myself and then unmuting myself when I need to say something. So, um, well, I don't whatever. But um, my first thoughts was look good for her, for for um, for doing that, you know. And also, um, we'll talk more about <clears throat> why my my other thoughts because my my main thought was like. This, this organization claims to do so much for diversity and stuff like that and so the readers was also like okay um so i have, but I have we talk about that later so i'll still reserve that but those were kind of my re- initial thoughts like oh this is messy and i was like good for her and then i was like wait hold on ain't this the same chamber music of america that was talking about black lives matter that was the that was the order of my thoughts um i would say I thought, well, one, this came into my attention, this came to my attention, lumped in, um, it was like a, just like a random tweet that someone was like, oh, considering like everything that's going on today, this is not a great like day for classical music or whatever, like online or whatever. That's because this, oh yeah, because of the Eastman thing happened the same day. I'm like, I was about to say, we're, a little, we're getting a little dramatic. It's not a great day for classical music. Classical music, half of classical music don't even know this is happening. <laughs> yeah, I think they were like, just like the online, people were online in classical music. Um, and especially like classical music, Twitter specifically. Um, but, yeah, so I was a little bit in a in a in a cloud <laughs> on the day that this came out, um, but yeah, and so I didn't actually initially read it in full. Like I saw like whistleblower letter, and I remember like, dang, we just we just saw one of these like the girls are really exposing people. Period, and that's pretty much how that went. Mm-hmm. So we should talk about like with the the letter. You can read the letter. We can. Uh, is there a way to link it? I mean, we can link the tweet, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm gonna link the tweet if I don't find anything else written about it. But um, I feel like it's your standard whistleblower letter. But there's like two details that we want to talk about. Just like our thoughts on like some of the complaints that were made. And the first thing I want to know is what are your thoughts on membership fees, particularly? Well, let's start. Let's. I mean, let's talk. Let's keep it pertaining to the pertaining to the whistleblower letter thoughts on membership fees for people applying for grants or scholarships or whatever um well first i'm i'm realizing that the 125 dollars that they mentioned at the beginning of the thing is probably a membership fee not an application fee but um 
I think for grants, especially, I think this was specifically referencing a grant for artists like, like, like it was like a pandemic. We're in a pandemic and you charging a membership fee for a grant, people who already need money. Like, I don't know, especially like they, not, I don't know. And like that, I literally don't know, but I'm just like, I don't know about that girl. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Because the, the employee reference, uh, the former employee reference that this organization has been financially stable through this crisis, which you are incredibly lucky to be. Right. Um, and lit- and you have artists paying $125 for just a chance. Mm-hmm. Exactly. At a sliver of money. Like, come on, bro. I don't know. If, if as a membership organization, you want to have some things that's members only, some things that's not, that's one thing. But in the pandemic, when there there was so little relief for artists, so so little relief for anybody, because I would never get over the fact how much money did they get people like two thousand something dollars total for two years, mm-hmm. and we still in the pandemic, y'all. Yeah, nobody in the U.S. government is seeing is 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 gonna see God's face, but um, like I I feel like it's it's giving excessive. I don't really think that that's appropriate. Yeah, I feel like I have I have a couple of thoughts on the membership fees because I do agree like if you want to have like a members only thing like that's that's fine like people do that all the time. But it's also like okay, you're making people join this organization and like what do you offer? Like what is what are the benefits of being if in the event that I don't get in the event that I don't get this grant, what do I gain from being a member of Chamber of Music America? Like I, I, I don't, I could answer that by my phone is right here. I could look it up, but it's like, is it worth one hundred twenty five dollars? Because you know, I, I remember I had to join an organization to present at their little conference, and it's like, that's all you asked me. Like, what am I gonna do again? I'm like, I don't think so. Like, it was a good experience. Like, it was challenging because I'm, I'm used to talking to violas and I have to talk to other people, and I've never done a conference. I never done something like that before. But it's like, I would, would I do it again? Probably not because it's just like it's not okay it's not what did i gain from being a member of that organization except for excessive emails like so and it's like a <laughs> lot of these organizations are like that like y'all don't offer at least the american viola society like there is stuff on the american viola society website they got all this all these resources like i feel like the american viola society i'm not even biased it's like you can see that it's a living breathing organization they they work very hard on that so like at least when you pay the membership fees okay we get a little something um my second thought get some stuff but it's probably not as useful to you as as avs what you get from you talking about the one that i i just said or you're talking about chamber Mm -hmm. music america no i'm talking about the one that you said that you presented i mean maybe i should click around that little website no more but every time i wanted to even apply for like one of the little grants or something like that i was like you gotta have a phd to do all this stuff yeah, they that's they, very annoying. I heard to that me. They, they're trying to bolster some of their like, um. Well, actually, I don't know if they're trying to bolster any of their like stuff for people that don't have PhDs. Um, they ought to. That's how many people? To. How many? How many people? How many people got a PhD in in that? Is that is that a is that a, a thriving? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's more people than there are jobs. I'll tell you that. Like my my I'm not gonna say my school only had one faculty member who had that PhD. Anyway, but, 
But also, I don't think you necessarily need to have a PhD in that because they just want somebody to have a PhD in oh. you, in you, you know, because they're like adjacent fields. It's a very Mm-hmm. Th- that that field can have a lot of different parts, and they may, they pissed me off because they had some black specific one. I'm like, period, pull something together for that PhD. I'm like, girl, choke. Um, <laughs> that's my first thought. The well, second you know, thought in a couple a couple years. Girl. Um, the Dr. second Brown. thing is that I feel like I agree with what you said. Where it's like I feel like this is very in typical classical music fashion. Like you don't understand time and place. It's very dense. Global pandemic. You don't need you don't need the membership fee. You don't need it. So it's like, why are you asking for it? It's giving greed. The third reason is that when I was trying to like put my mind, like see what position I was gonna take on the membership fee thing, I remembered that in high school, um in high school I got I received a Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated scholarship. I am a member of Sigma Gamma Sorority Incorporated, but at the time, I was no one. I was 17, graduated from Africa Township High School. A lot of organizations give out money without you being a member of the organization. That's not that's not lost on, on anyone. Like, So I don't understand like why you fiending for membership so bad if you want to do this thing. Like, I don't understand like why... I don't, I don't understand that. Why we need people to okay. join the organization. Okay, the Delta's circling back. Right. Okay. Then be like, since you play Shiro, you gotta pay them back. Okay, Madam Basilis from Shiro, uh, writing me. So, accepting okay. money from others. I was about to say, see where your loyalties lie. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's like a lot of organizations give out scholarships. The links, you you links have. I got a link scholarship. Oh, yeah, I got a link scholarship too. Are you a links? See no. what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> when you think about it like that, it's like, why do you want people to be in your organization so bad? You got people in your organization. Let them be in their organization. Period. Um, oh, and the second thing that stood out to me was the explaining your personal financial details. Now, as somebody, I've had to do this before. I did a program that actually doesn't exist anymore. Which I thought was crazy because I was telling that's fine, you gotta do this thing. Like I got all these lessons for free and it was lit and I learned a lot. Don't exist no more, so sorry to you. But it was a great deal and it was mad expensive. And I was like, So who gonna pay this? Like I'm not paying this. And I know y'all got money. So I wrote them, they were like, You write an essay or whatever explaining. And I'm like, girl, what? So I mean, so I put something together like but I'm not going to tell you like my bank account balance and like my assets. Like I just feel like it, it wasn't to me, it wasn't humiliating, but I just assets. felt like, and I, I guess I understand like, I, I see, understand like why they might ask for it. I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying, I understand why they might ask because people will take advantage of that. It's like people hoard money and hoard resources and stuff like that. And it takes away, but how can you guarantee you? There's no way you can guarantee. I can make a, how are you going to, how are you going to fact check any of this stuff? You know, the IRS, I can be like, Oh my God, like I have no money and, no. <laughs> and be sitting on hundred K. You never know. So, so how, how would you type that like, <laughs> in that particular way? Oh. That's like, so that's probably going to be a common sense or something. Oh my god. <laughs> Semicolon. I don't got no money. 
extra wise for emphasis. Yo, like let me hold, let me hold a, let me hold a band. Just like that. Period. I just yeah, that clarify one I'm for the grammar the rules. I'm, I'm, I, I know that. Oh my God, it's not a complete sentence. However, for oh girl, for emphasis, <laughs> and my God is enough. So that's why I chose. <laughs> that's why I chose a semicolon. So save it, okay? But dang, y'all, you really are a YouTuber. Because <laughs> <laughs> who would notice that? <laughs> because I, I low key, I be, I be looking at people. I hate when people use semicolons incorrectly. It's not for razzle dazzle. It's for two complete thoughts. You put them together. Also, I use semicolons a lot because I like them. I do. I like. Oh, girl. Don't even get me started on no M dash. Girl, I'll be M dash. I write you an email. I'll be like, it's so great to hear from you. Semicolon. I hope all is well. That's like my favorite thing to do. So, cause you don't know, I know how to use this now. I love me a semicolon. Oh my god, great! <laughs> what a what a spectacular tool. Um, yeah, I, would, I literally would have never noticed that. Not, not maybe I, I probably would notice it on paper, but not like a oh, what the hell? She just said that because also, granted, people don't usually say their punctuation out loud. So <laughs> when I said when I said however, comma space to Jen, <laughs> she was like her face was confused at first. <laughs> she started she busted out. I was like, I be doing that when I just, when I get upset. I just be yeah. I gotta, so I feel like. So, I remember there was an era, uh, era. You hear me? <laughs> Acting like we dinosaurs or something. There was a um a time though, like with me and you, especially like had our own little language. We would start saying stuff or like doing stuff in front of people that we didn't realize was weird. Until I didn't realize it was weird until I remember we were in front of Jasmine and Jasmine was like, "What just happened?" What did and I was like, "Oh, we got to clean that up." <laughs> we just, yeah, like. Yeah, and then there's certain things, yeah, because I, I remember my mom pointed out the way we talk, because we'll be like, okay, nah, 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 nah. okay, nah, nah, nah. she's like, why do you do that? I, I wouldn't even notice. I'm like, it's just, we just talking. I don't, I don't know. Right. Okay, how we talk. Right. No. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> We talk about punctuation. Before oh, because we talk about the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm on. I would have to see the the circumstances. Because on one hand, like you said, like I I am a firm believer that people should not have to air out their dirty laundry mm-hmm. to strangers for help. I I'm a firm believer in that. Mm-hmm. I don't like, especially as somebody who had a lot. I, girl, I was going through it in college, and I'm the type. I'd rather drop dead to ask for an extension. But especially because it's like you gotta go to the to the to the professor hat in hand yeah. and set like get, like you don't wanna do and like especially if you deal whatever you're dealing with, like you it might not be something that you're comfortable talking about. Mm-hmm. And you're not you don't wanna now you gotta sit there and look at them in class. Now you think oh it, you know, you don't know what they thinking. I just I you don't tell like them, you telling a stranger something you wouldn't even tell your your family. Exactly. All so you could get a two day extension. What? Like I'm t- I definitely would have like if I was a professor, like I would definitely have a policy. Like I feel like everybody should have you have I w- 
I'm very, I feel like I would just be like, girl, you got this many days total for the semester. You use extensions. You don't have to tell me why. Just say I'm taking two days on this. Like, yeah, a lot of professors because do I don't, why you have until I start grading it. And if I did that, like, girl, you're basically until the end of the semester. So. Yeah. Yeah, like, I did have a teacher who was like, it's doing at 1159. I wake up at 7. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, like that. But also, I feel like if people just gave you, like, say, say I give somebody, like, seven days a semester you can mix mix and match whatever mm. you want one day here two days there you know whatever like you don't even have to tell me why just what assignment and how many days you want mm-hmm. like because i had a teacher that did that not with extensions but with like he had like multipliers and stuff where you could like mix and match like if you do better on quizzes you can multi- you have six multipliers you can multiply your quiz gate your quiz grade by four mm. your homework grade by two or something like that yeah you choose like two different categories or you can do something by six if you want or you know whatever you want um but so i'm a firm believer and you should not have to air out your dirty laundry tell your business to people you do not know to get help however i know how people are set up and i know like you said like how many people take advantage of stuff like that but the third piece of that is i know that's not what he was doing that Right. I feel like that's not that's not what they had in mind. They weren't like, well, someone is gonna take advantage of the artists that were trying to help. Like, I feel like it was just like that's just how things go. Like, I feel like in general, it is a very, I feel like a, a, it's not exclusively American, but America is a very individualist country, and so I feel like a lot of people feel like they want to see somebody earn something yeah really really bad and i just saw a tweet about this about the whole student loan thing where everybody was like get up and work and and why do you want people to bail you about it y'all love handouts and and i'm like literally we're on a floating rock money is not real we're all gonna be dead in the dirt one day why not give people stuff (laughs) and also like how long y'all went out without these little student loans and like like people are really mad that people that like oh they think i don't understand why handouts are bad yeah hand me stuff for free also <laughs> why like, oh why does paid off my congratulations like i good you paid it off people like okay and you act like people i don't understand like the whole hatred towards people who have like who are who want student loan forgiveness like a lot of people are in a lot of debt some people like if you have less than like i would say if you have less less than like twenty thousand dollars in debt like you are very lucky because it's like a lot especially like when i talk to like when i talk to like i'm not gonna say who but like just talking to different people about like how many thousands especially like especially even worse like when you're a music major and it's like career it's like you do all this you get all this debt there's so much debt that you can't even you have all this debt to go to your dream school you have all this debt to get more education because you need to refine your playing or whatever 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 and it's like okay so now you got this mountain of debt a house worth of debt and it's like okay what am I gonna do now until now you have all this other time until you actually get a job and then you have to figure out what you're gonna do in between that and how are you gonna manage the payments like people are acting like you you want you walk into this amount of debt like by choice and i mean like obviously it is by choice like you want it but it's like people we're not talking about we're not talking about like six seven thousand dollars long people are hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt and it's just like any type of relief for people in those situations 
like, I don't understand, like, why you're so absent about that. Like, ain't nobody talking about you. Okay, you took out a two thousand dollar loan, you paid it off. Congrats. Like, it's yeah. it's it's bad for a lot of people. It's uh, it's like it's crippling debt for a lot of people. So it's like, okay, Biden forgives a hundred thousand dollars of student loan debt. I don't understand if I if I if I only had if I only had five thousand dollars in debt and I paid that off and I saw that Biden gave a hundred thousand dollars of relief to some some people like, i wouldn't care i'd be like great i wouldn't want a five thousand dollar check in the mail because i paid mine off like i just feel like this is very weird behavior i feel people just don't have a grasp on like how bad it is for some people and then you're and you what people people what like they, they don't want to they want to get an advanced degree so they shouldn't because they can't like i don't know it's just like it's just so it's so nuanced and it's so much people are just so dense about it i just don't understand first of all why you care so much like i understand you you've been playing your stuff and good okay you, you can stop now uh, right and so why are you even in this conversation you don't got no debt go ahead then right with your debt free ass paid, okay right. good for you i paid my money off i paid i had thirty thousand dollars and then i paid out congrats wow then this legislation has nothing to do with you like and i don't understand <laughs> like and this weird obsession with wanting people to go through what you went through i i want better for y'all I really want better for you. Like, okay. Like, dang. And I I had a train of thought and I freaking lost it. But there was, there was two things. One of them was that um, somebody had posted the thing of, like, there was somebody who was like, oh, I'm going to say the first part, the serious part first. Is that a lot of people are also under the impression that debt is fair. Like, they're like, oh, you took out a loan, just pay it off. I'm like, there are yeah. people who have paid off their principal balance in full and owe more than they took out in the first exactly. place. Exactly. Like, it is not as simple as, oh, you took out money, now just pay it back. It's like people are getting buried in interest mm-hmm. over years. Like people paid 70, people took out a $75,000 loan and now they owe $200,000 when they've already paid $70,000. dollars hmm like what are we talking about like come on bro it's really not even all that and then um there was um oh old dude from arkansas oh stupid i was about to say <laughs> words that i should not have said <laughs> but anyway um i'm talking about tom cotton who literally i was about to say he can go to hell he will go to hell not can he yeah, will man. i already know um He's talking about oh well it's not fair to the other people and then someone brought up did that mean with the trolley problem with the audit there people was like boy is it fair <laughs> to the people that trolley has already killed if we redirect it now and there's a bunch of other people <laughs> <laughs> like the, the person next to the lever was talking to the people who was tied like they probably like please help us They're like well it's already killed a bunch of people right. it's not really gonna be fair to them if we save your life so a lot of you guys are very gotcha. stupid Got your wife on the phone. Say your goodbyes. I'm like what? Come on, bro. Um, how we get here? Oh, I mean that's really okay. it. We were talking about um. Oh yeah, air natural problems and stuff. So yeah. it's like, it's like um. I feel like oh yeah yeah we got on this because I feel like a lot of people they feel like they want to see somebody earn something mm-hmm. like to the point where it's just like. It's it's like life is already so hard. Okay, we have like people have to work for a lot of things, and as an artist, like a lot of artists already put in work for mm-hmm. things that they don't even necessarily that can't even necessarily see the end of. Like, yeah. 
even even if they have a dream or whatever like for example like you if you want to be you want to be in an orchestra and it's like of course like you have that in mind like you practicing this stuff but you don't know when you don't know how like you yeah. don't know all of the details and stuff so it's like there are so many artists that are putting in work that is going unrewarded for like so long to to achieve something or just like to make a living and stuff and it's like come on y'all like y'all it's it really just not all of that for y'all to be that extra with making people relive their trauma just so that you could feel right about writing a check like yeah especially like she like the, the, the letter didn't detail like how invasive the questions were but i've answered i've answered a question um like how will how will this grant aid in your in your in your art or whatever the question was and i feel like that's that's appropriate like mm-hmm. um but being like why can't you pay for this on your own you broke <laughs> asshole like in the middle of a pandemic right <laughs> why can't you a freelance violist play right <laughs> if you you broke or something like girl yes <laughs> what else pay your bills ho why you broke See, you don't even want to work. Why you? If you were working, you wouldn't be applying for this grant. All right. Oh, Father God. Um. Yeah. So those are two things that really um that that stood out in the letter itself. And then we also want to talk about some of the broader implications of the le- like of the letter. So one of the things that you will hear, you will have heard us say a lot on the show, if. Um, you have listened for a while is that like we only just we don't just need black people making copies in these organizations like we need people in positions of power that's making decisions um so that they have actual institutional power but when we were looking at this we noticed that like this person the person who is a whistleblower in this situation is the director was the director of grant programs and a director is quite a high position you know right it's usually in in a general structure director is right below vp a vp of whatever and all the vps reports to the ceo it's it's pretty high up there you know um and so we have this situation where there's somebody in a, a position of considerable considerable power who is still running up who is still pretty much up against it in their um in their job not only being faced with like literally trying like people trying to silence them but also just a hostile environment where people obviously like feel comfortable enough explicitly stating that they're discriminating against people in the grant process like that's referenced in the letter that there's a uh um an employee that is explicitly said like i don't want people getting it if they x-rays like um and so i'm like just kind of thinking about what that even means for what we previously thought was gonna help us get out of this yeah i mean that was a little alarming to see because it's like like you said like for so long we've been saying like black people or people of color need to be in positions of power and it's like here's a person of color in a position of power and still dealing with stuff now and obviously like just to be clear having we knew that wouldn't be the 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 
the answer to everything like yeah like you know like because obviously not especially when the structure is a mess and the head of the organization is a mess and all that stuff like it's impossible but i would not ever expect to see something like this with a person of color in a position of power especially like delaney made a good point when we were preparing for this and that like in what situation would you be going through this if you're the director of the grants but um yeah, I thought that was very, very interesting and also very telling to another point that we made that it's like there's no amount of DEI you can do if if structurally the organization doesn't work well or structurally the organization is anti black, anti progress. Um and I just I guess this is a great example of of that. I also and it's like like you said like we knew it wasn't gonna be the end all be all because also all skin folk and can folk and that's a different conversation but also just realize that like this person the whistleblower is a person of color but also the ceo is a person of color mm. which i forgot about and and it's also it has to do with i have a feeling especially when it comes into these situations where it's people of color that is upholding whiteness um that there's a lot of anti that there's some anti-blackness in there Mm -hmm. because when it gets into like of course there are different groups of people who have different problems with each other but anti-blackness is global Mm -hmm. it would not surprise me if if that was a considerable um factor yeah um in this so i feel like that just goes to show like like you said if people are in positions of power but they are wielding it with the goal of upholding either whiteness or just nefarious um nefarious like reasons that they that they want to either put themselves or the organization in a certain position usually probably for for personal gain um all of that like having people in certain posts are still not going to may not necessarily punch through mm-hmm. because it seems like this person for quite a while was was in a position that was um that was like troubling like they were in you know because being bribed and stuff. I'm like, first of all i imagine you a chamber music organization offering a bribe of a hundred thousand dollars what are we doing like that that is ridiculous at some point you have to go outside and touch grass and really just connect with reality a hundred thousand dollars not to say anything i need to update i need to update because why that's that's also goes to show like you like you over here asking for application fees but you have a hundred thousand dollars just to give away membership fees but uh as have a hundred thousand dollars just to give away just because just to save face okay that's very right. weird behavior to be. Wow. Yeah, let me go ahead and get some scoop on y'all since y'all uh Right, since y'all handing out hundred thousand dollars. Let me see what I can find. Go dig through Twitter so I can find me find a little OnlyFans account or something. Okay. No <laughs> <laughs> OnlyFans. And the last thing is um organizations who have front-facing diversity initiatives but turn out to not be and i feel like loki this is like majority of y'all 
because you the, the proof is in the pudding as the girls say it's just like y'all have all these initiatives but like where is the results and i was talking to delaney about like there should be organizations should be should be audited for their diversity initiatives and with with the with the parameters of the audit being linked directly to their goals if your goal for for a diversity organization is to um have students learning should learn how to play their instrument and none of the old kids can play their instrument well it's like something there needs to be a structural change like immediately like i feel like there needs to be some type of like auditing thing like if you if you if you have an orchestra that has um fellows and the purpose is to diversify the orchestra like how diverse your orchestra at the end of 10 years at the end of five years um because i feel like something needs to start holding y'all accountable because it's like you have this this huge like front-facing um diversity initiative yo you were one of the girls <clears throat> excuse me that was saying all that stuff about like how we were working and we stand with black people and da-da-da. and now you have the whistleblower saying like actually the opposite is true and um and i think that that's similar to um something that black opera alliance has done at least with opera companies where they've done like sort of like an opera green book type of thing mm-hmm. where they have audited their past and like basically publicized what they've what they found in terms of like safe place for black people you know whatever um and i also think that that's something that needs to happen with yeah organizations that have diversity initiatives and also organizations that are entirely based around diversity because mm. there are organizations that have made it their goal or their mission to help these issues and we have not really seen any change in the actual statistics right on a lot of these issues when it comes to specifically um you know just black musicians in classical music so one of y'all who likes data and 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 reading and stuff can start that because i literally can't do anything else so because them them statistics of black people in in orchestras have been sturdy since like the 90s and they will tell the truth on everybody every time so Man, what is you think we gonna wrap this up? We've been here forever, so no, we haven't. But we have. We have. We have. Y'all, have y'all haven't. So let's let's wrap it up then. All right, y'all. It's time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props. So there's room for everyone at the top. This week, I'm talking about Bernard Flyth. Bernard is a freelance musician who teaches and performs throughout metropolitan Atlanta. Atlanta. He's a tubist. He's currently performing with a number of brass ensembles in the area, including the Midtown Brass Quintet, Johns Creeks, and the Johns Creek Symphony Brass Quintet. He is a faculty member at oh god, oh I can read. I have a master's degree, Oglethorpe <laughs> University, as an affiliate artist in brass. He's also served on the faculty at Columbus State University um, for tuba and euphonium, um, and at Kennesaw State University. Uh, he's also taught at Swanee Music Festivals and have also held positions uh, at Austin. I hate saying this PA. I hate saying that pay. State University, Emory University, University of Georgia, University of Toledo. Dang, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, University of Michigan, All State Program at Interlochen. List goes on and on. As orchestral tubist, he's performed with Detroit Symphony Orchestra, Atlanta Symphony Orchestra, and Nashville Symphony Orchestra. 
um and was also served um as acting principal in the north carolina symphony um he received his bachelor in music degree from the university of north carolina at greensboro and master's um from university of michigan so uh shout out to you and also he has a lot of different stuff he's a soloist educator clinician coach and entrepreneur shout out to you mr flyth and all you do period um well i'm a yard now i'm a piece of the week it's the bassoon the homo bassoon concerto <laughs> tom sorry for the spoiler okay all right y'all thank you for listening to the classical black podcast don't forget to dang don't forget to <laughs> dang <laughs> okay no for real this is ridiculous this is getting ridiculous this is getting out of hand thank you so much for listening to the classical black podcast because it's not don't forget to like comment and subscribe because that's youtube so what do we say wait it's thank you so much for listening to the classical black podcast don't forget to follow us on social media oh, at that's Classy what black it po- is okay because <laughs> like comment and subscribe okay don't forget to follow us on social media at Classic Black Podcast. We also have a website, classicblackpodcast.com. Um, if you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black excellent suggestion, or any suggestion, send it to classicblackpodcast at gmail.com. If you're black, join ISBM. Uh, IS Black Musicians on social media, isblackmusicians.com. Thank you again, and we will catch you all next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.